Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Brandon Hyde announced earlier today that Corbin Burns will start the first spring training game on Saturday. Let's check in in Sarasota now as we go to the WGK Law Guest Hotline. John Mioli covering the O's for the Baltimore Banner. He joins us now. And John, thank you as always for joining us. I'll start where we seem to start every day, and that is any Kyle Bradish update for us. Uh, Brandon Hyde said he was feeling good today. You know, I just got down to Sarasota um, for, for today. This is my first real uh, experience with what's going on with him firsthand. But he said Kyle Bradish is feeling, you know, well after his, his long toss sessions. Obviously, there's a long way to go between playing catch and, and pitching in a game with your elbow um, injured and trying to recover. But, you know, I, I guess the absence of bad news can be interpreted as good news. For you personally, um being at this stage that we're in, where there's still a, a, a fair amount of capable arms out there, right? And there may not be in the middle of May or, you know, at some point in time where they may have to make a do or die about this young man's um, future. Is there any part of you that would just go ahead and get some insurance now and that way maybe you keep Tyler Wells on a path towards being an impactful arm in the pen and you manage against the worst case scenario? rather than keep your fingers crossed about something else? Yeah, I mean, I've kind of approached this whole Kyle Bradish injury as, you know, they made their response to it. It was trading for Corbin Burns, which isn't to say that they didn't want to do that beforehand. It's just that, like, you know, once this happened, from from what Michael I said, this injury popped up in January. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't seem like there was, uh, you know, it, it doesn't seem like if they were going to make some kind of move, um, that they would have waited until after it came out. Um, I, I think they're probably feeling like they're in a decent place with their arms. Um, none of these big guys seem to be flying off the market at this point, but I think if the Orioles were in that market, they would have already you know, made that move, which isn't to say that they won't, or that something can happen in the next you know, week, two weeks, month to make them change their mind. But I think that I think that, that would need to happen or would happen if it was going to happen independent of anything going on with Kyle Bradish because, you know, I, I believe pretty strongly, no one's told me it, but I believe pretty strongly that, you know, their their Bradish counter move was was to bring in Corbin Burns. Would, if you were Mike Elias, would you go to this new ownership group and make a case for one year, 23 million, 25 million, 27 million, whatever, for Jordan Montgomery? Oh, gosh. I mean, that, that'd be a heck of a hello, huh? <laughs> well, do you want to you yeah. parade this year, boss, or don't you? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, 
if it was me, I'm not sure that I would do that, which isn't to say that it wouldn't be helpful to this team. Um, I, I think the Orioles probably are looking around and wondering why another team hasn't done that. If that was the type of pitcher he was going to be this season and what he was projected to be, you know, somebody probably would have done that already. If that was something he would take, somebody would have already offered it to him and he'd be wearing those uh, those paper pants in, in yeah, a camp somewhere. Right? Uh, I, I, I think that it's really challenging for me to see them doing something like that. I think it's a lot to stake, you know, no matter what the team's resource situation is, current ownership, you know, future ownership, that's a lot to stake that much money on and I'm not sure that they would do that but that's the type of short-term you know move that I feel like would you would make instead of a long-term one based just on you know the profile of this organization's depth and where they want to go we're talking to John Mioli it's inside access here on the fan I didn't know we'd go down this rabbit hole but since we are here John curious if you don't want to spend the big money something we talked about yesterday what about a Michael Lorenzen that and and I think we're both approaching this Jason I don't want to speak for Jason but it's to keep Tyler Wells in the bullpen and like if you bring in an arm and Lorenzen's not going to cost you a whole lot of money but you know you, you you're you can be pleased with him at the back end of your rotation I think those types of moves are are, are definitely on the table something you know, short term, low risk, low, you know, honestly, low upside, but, you know, yeah. not, but, but, but to help, to help the rest of the team look the way that you want it. Um, you know, I'm only going to be down here for a few days. I'm not getting the, you know, the, the extended look that a lot of people are, but I think there's a lot of fascination within the organization about some of the, you know, whether they're free agents or within the organization, like the non roster types, um, for better or worse, I think they have a, a, a pretty strong, belief in how they you know help pitchers get better and what they identify and what they target to bring in here so you know that's not to say that you would bet on yourself turning some guy that no one's ever heard of into an all-star um like they've done a couple other times you're not going to do that every single year um you're not going to not sign a starting pitcher to knock on effect improve your bullpen because you can do that but i think i think there are some you know I, I couldn't tell you picking out of a hat who, right. but I think they're going to be happy with, with, with what they have internally because of the process he's in and the way they went about you know building the roster as it stands right now. If, if Tyler Wells is pitching every fifth day, um, uh, would there be a part of you that's kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop the way the other shoe has kind of dropped the last couple of years? Like in a perfect world, is he a high leverage late inning guy, and and we take that as a win? I think I think that's a you know that's a good outcome. It's almost like you know the way that we used to talk about you know I'm doing a cross sign on myself right now, DL Hall, <laughs> and, and like yeah. you know you exhaust every opportunity. You know, is it going to be the worst outcome if you know? And I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if Tyler Wells just does a repeat of what he did last year, and he is you know knocking on the door of the All Star game in the first half, and then hits a wall and needs to spend three weeks converting back to being a reliever um, in the second half. Like that's not to say that's a good option, but like that's, that's, that's a, that feels like, you know, if we're talking about bracing ourselves for that and that being his outcome, like that's not the most terrible outcome that we're talking about. Um, I, I think that, I think that probably their thinking is that he deserves another shot to be in the rotation and kind of right right what happened last year i'm mm-hmm. not sure how long the leash is going to be yeah. it's just it, it's just you know it's happened like you mentioned it's happened a couple of times people don't really do his career path is is a one of one you know yeah. to be yeah 
a, a rule five guy sit out two years, come back as a big league reliever, transition into starting two years in a row. Like they, that doesn't happen very often. So I'm not sure there's a blueprint and that might be one of the reasons why you, you know, take your kind of path and put him back in the bullpen. But to, to, to say that, to say that you abandon him as a starter, given what he's shown he can do as a starter, even in a limited, you know, p- portion of the season feels, it, it doesn't feel right to me. John, let's look at the outfield, and it looks like they, they want to see if Jorge Mateo can be a super utility guy. Did, in your mind, does that potentially open up spots for Kerstad and Kowser? Who who do you have ahead of who as far as the extra outfielders are concerned? Gosh, you know, I want to see what Jorge Mateo can do this too. I'm not saying that I don't think he can, but I really want to see it um, before before I'm getting married to that idea. <laughs> I think that I think that if we were sitting here right now, you know, based on how last year went, that Heston Kerstad showed up ahead of Colton Kowser in that corner outfield pecking order. Um, I think Kowser's center, center field ability probably works in his favor if we're looking at a, a post Ryan McKenna world and a world where Jorge Mateo is not going to be trusted in center field. Uh, so I think the center field aspect helps Kowser, but there, there's a lot of ways to make an impression, um, good and bad. And, and Kowser's was, was not the best in his limited major league time. And from the moment Brandon Hyde laid eyes on Heston Kerstad, he saw that power and, you know, his heart started throbbing. He's loved it. You know, since the moment he, he got right and got to show that in spring training last year, they, they gave him chances when he came up in September, mm-hmm. um, for, for, for all intents and purposes, you know, he will start this year to me where he ended up, which was ahead of, you know, ahead of Colton Kowser in, in Brandon High's eyes, and I think those are, are a really important set of eyes as we're having this conversation. Um, Kyle Stowers, is he is like is he just showing off for other teams and he'll be traded before roster cut down? I, I think that if he's – I think he's showing off for somebody. I don't know how he jumps to either of those guys. Right. Um, I really just don't know how he does it at this point. Um, you know, there's there's always – the possibility of injuries there's always the possibility of a number of things happening but but to 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 write off Kyle Stowers at this point in his career I don't think is I don't think is 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 very smart and I think that I think there's probably going to be an opportunity for him to be a big leaguer somewhere this year kind of in the way that Michael Eyes used to talk about Joey Ortiz you know that guy's a big leaguer and and it's going to be somewhere and, and and I hope that I hope that he shows that he's worthy of that opportunity this spring because he's worked really hard for it um you know, everybody has their growing pains in the big leagues. Some guys get a second chance, and some guys, those chances are harder to come by, and, and timing didn't really work out for him last year. John Mioli covers the O's for the Baltimore Banner. John, thanks as always for your time. We appreciate it. Enjoy your time in Sarasota. Will do. Talk to you guys Thank soon. Thank you, sir. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 